everybody it's your boy mason the host of the lunch break podcast and this is the finale this is our our last season or our last episode of this season and it's been it's been a great journey um i definitely encourage everyone to go back to episode 81 forward and listen to all of them um and this is the lunch break podcast where business gets personal we dig beyond the surface we talk about business and career topics with a hint of vulnerability. Now with this podcast episode, we have Marie Rochelle from Buffalo, New York in the freelance industry. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Your final podcast episode. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? And you know, you and I, you know, connect on so many different ways. And you know, you and I had a conversation about business is personal. And so Walk us through your mindset on um, how you, what is your approach on business, especially because what you do is pretty um, unique as far as um, the freelance world. But yeah, just give us a little uh, thought on your mindset on business. Of course. So being a freelancer is very personal, in my, I think, because it's, it's us, right? So we are working for ourselves, by ourselves, for, you know, specifically, we want that. So... I think that, yes, it's very personal, um, but within that, I think about, you know, the business decisions that must be made within that realm. So for me, you know, business can be personal, um, but I don't always, you know, agree that business is personal. Sometimes we have to make decisions based on what's best for our business as a whole, our future, our success, um, our movement forward. So sometimes, a connection may or may not be best for us. So I guess that's you know where I start with my stance on that. Yeah, you know, I like how you said business decision because there are a lot of businesses decisions that different, you know, whether they're a freelancer or a business owner they have to make. Like we're hiring different um, freelancers to take on different projects that, you know, is not my strong suit. And that is a business decision. Um, sure, there are some personal reasons why I may hire someone, but in this context, for me, it is more towards the business side than the personal side. So with, with hiring, whether you're hiring a freelancer or you're hiring uh, an employee, um, that's definitely, definitely, definitely tricky. What's your thoughts on hiring? So when you're working with freelancers, the greatest thing about us is that there's so many. There's so many of us. We all have different specialties. We all have different um, niches and you have the pick. So as a, you know, a podcaster, you get to choose who, who edits, you know, who helps, you know, promote things like that. Anything that's part of a podcast, right? You get to choose. So yes, of course, you're going to dig into your personal network first, the people that you know, your friends and family, your referrals. I think that that's really important. That's a huge part of my 
personal goal in bringing people together, building a community. Yes, it is personal. There's a connection there. There has to be, or ultimately I don't believe that there would be business. So it's kind of like a chicken or the egg type of conversation. <laughs> um, now that I'm thinking and digging into it a little more, it really is. It's like one comes in hand with the other, but sometimes you know, one weighs out more. Um, and you know, the consequences of that could be positive or negative. Yeah, because like for me, I don't know if I would ever, even if I owned the, whether it's a construction business or whatever kind of business, if I was to have one, I don't personally think that I would hire a family member. Exactly. Not that I wouldn't, exactly. not, that it, not, it's not, not that it's impossible, <laughs> but it's just like, I wouldn't want to mix those two realms because if it didn't work out, I, yeah. I don't know like how I would take that. You know, sure. There's um, a lot of scenarios. Like I said, it could be it could be the best thing you've ever done, working with someone you know. Um, for example, uh, you know that I'm working on opening Convergence Co-working down here uh, in Hamburg, New York, and my partners happen to be two. You know, they're a husband and a wife now, but we went to high school together. You know, we've known each other since. I'm going to make a very millennial reference here. Uh, my, <laughs> MySpace days. We've been connected since MySpace nice. existed. So, nice. you know, I can't say that business isn't personal, but I also can say that you have to be very, very careful if you're mixing the two. Um, on the flip side of that, I did open a family business um, some years ago and it, it was very challenging. I'm not saying it was impossible or difficult. I mean, maybe at some times, but it can be challenging you just have to know those people, whether they're your friends, family, connection, they could be someone you just met yesterday, but you have this great connection with that you know you can do well. You just have to be very set, I think, in yourself as a business person and be true to yourself and then you know, openly communicate everything within that business, whether it's you're going into business with someone, whether you're referring business to them or delivering services together. You have to, have to. And I think this is something that the freelance community and the business community has been working on more is being more honest, you know, and, and I think that's a generational thing too. So that's a, you know, we can get into <laughs> whatever, whatever realm of that you wish. <laughs> yeah. You know, like to tap into what you said, like I was a guest on the lunch break podcast twice before he him and I before James Bond and I even considered collaborating in this way. And, you know, we basically establish a, you know, friendship. And that's part of the reason why, okay, you know, we, we had a convo and we was like, yeah, it'd be a good idea if we work together. And that's part of the reason why um, we've been so successful is because there's, we all, you know, we already have rapport. We already have that mutual respect and trust which is why we collaborate so well. Um, so on the personal side, that's like, you know, but also there's a skill sets that he have and that I have that are compatible. Like we're both two different people with two different skill sets. And it happened to be that, you know, we work well together. Um, but when I think about like having to let someone go as far as like, I haven't had to do, I haven't had to do this yet, like fire someone. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't speak from experience, but I'm sure that's a pure business decision um, for, for people. So what is some of your thoughts on um, whether you had to let a client go 
I fired a client before and that was for a personal reason. Sure. But um, what is your thoughts on letting someone go? So I, I really think I want to start by just saying I'm super grateful for being able to work in this industry for so long. You know, I'm almost in this seven or eight years now and just my life experience. So I actually, I don't know if you know this about me. I went to college for business and HR. <laughs> right. So I, the the HR H part. I know. So the HR really came in handy when it came to becoming a small business owner because I had to use those skills. You know, I've, I've, hired many, many people and had to let go many people, write them up, do all those, you know, all the things you have to do And that, in that role, that's purely the job. That's never, for me, at least it was never personal. I never had a personal anything about anyone. I was doing my job and delivering the, the message essentially. So that was very difficult, but utilizing that or, you know, understanding that skill and moving it into my freelance business and the other businesses I'm working on, um, it's a hard decision. It's really hard. And I just think that if you're creating those relationships from the right place in the beginning, that if you have to end them, whether it be good or bad, that they should be able to end amicably. Um, I can give a few examples. Let's see. So I've worked with a lot of, so as a social media freelancer, I worked with web designers, graphic designers, every, every type of designer, because that's not what I do. I needed to connect with others that did that. So I have. Um, and over the years, a few have really stood out and I've been working with them forever. Um, my friend Devin, we met in middle school and he helped me design my first flyer for a fashion show I did as an internship um, when I was in college, right? So he did that and now, and we've actually been doing logo and branding stuff all the way up until he got a job at Ford, which he's killing it now. So he's amazing. You know, so he's an example of someone who I've worked with all this time, you know, we never opened an agency, anything like that. Like he lived his life, I lived mine. But we had that connection always be like, hey, can you do this for me? And it was always a yes, which, you know, that went back and forth. That was reciprocated. Um, but then, you know, I'll have a designer that I think could be a good fit. And, you know, whether I got them by personal referral or a Facebook group, something like that, you know, I'd give them a shot. I work, you know, we work out our terms. And sometimes, you know, there's an example where I thought I was going to get a web a website that you know my client or our client essentially was looking to have and it just wasn't meeting the mark and the timelines were off and you know i understand everyone has their own personal things i always have personal things so i know other people do um it just wasn't working out it, it really just wasn't there were you know the design was a little bit off and you know i don't want to get into that but ultimately it just wasn't a perfect fit we gave it a shot um, you know of course i you know they earned their value of what they put into the project but then it was just Hey, I respect your time. I want to make sure that we take care of you. Unfortunately, you know, this project isn't working out. We're going to go ahead and end this, um, but I'll keep you on the docket for anything else. And, you know, I have, I am still connected with them. Um, that one particular project didn't work out, but in that sense, I didn't feel like it was a personal, I wasn't saying, Oh, you're a bad designer. Or, oh, you're right. not good at building websites. Right. <laughs> you know, you're good for the people that you're good for. And then you don't really know, if you're not good for others until you try, you know, I've, and then to move into myself because, you know, I, I can do that. I have had clients where their needs started to exceed what I could provide for them or what I chose to provide as a service provider. And, you know, we would mutually decide, you know, Hey, I think that this may be a better route for you. And I ultimately love giving referrals. So, you know, I know a million social media managers. So, you know, as I kind of transitioned from that role into, more of a coaching role, which I know you and I talked about, 
I didn't have the capacity to provide them the service and the hands-on that they needed, but I absolutely had at least two or three people in my pocket that could. So, right. you know, we went our separate ways. I referred them elsewhere and we're still okay. We are still good. I still look at them very highly and I hope they do the same for me. Um, and then, you know, then there's, and that's positive. There have been situations where it wasn't necessarily positive where, and I'll be very raw here where, you know, I feel like I started off on a great, relationship with someone and then other factors come in where it's just not a good fit and it's just you're not meshing you're not melding you're not you know it it just you get into it and you're just like okay I don't know if this is something that's and then the glory of being a freelancer is you get to decide is this worth my time and energy anymore and right. I had a moment there was a moment where I decided that it wasn't and I you know we had to part ways and you know I had to I basically gave them the same language. I always give the same message, you know, unfortunately you're, you know, you're the services that are required here are beyond my, you know, beyond my reach, something like that, you know, and just lightly letting that go. And if there is any negative feedback to that, it's, I think important to, you know, respond if necessary, but don't feel like you have to have the last word. So I think right. that that's something huge too, you know, so where it's like, it's not personal and, you know, I can't, you know, I'm not trying to make anyone feel like it's personal, but I also cannot take it personal. I think right. that's another thing too, that especially in the freelance industry, that is hard to do, you know, because you are your business. So if someone's not right. working with you or doesn't choose to work with you, that could be, feel offensive. You're like, oh man, like, mm. do they not like me? You know, they may not think you're a good fit and vice versa. So there's, I've been in the industry long enough to know, <laughs> I have a million examples. You know, I mean, there's been people I've, you know, tried to establish relationships with over years and then they worked with, you know, someone else. And I was kind of just like, man, that stinks. You know, I'm kind of upset that they didn't choose me, but I'm like, well, <laughs> that's, that's a sign that, you know, they're leaving that space open for the, for another client that may be better suited for me. So I try to look at it that way. Yeah, you know, so um, without get, going into too much detail for me, so I've been a uh, freelancer on and off. Majority of my career, I've worked for someone else. But um, I had a, so before, before you and I met at MetroCorp, I had a client that um, was in the real estate industry. And, um, I came to uh, I came to a decision where it was like basically their communication style was to, to from my viewpoint not professional, not respectful, and you know we had a couple conversations about it, and then it get to a point where I'm like, okay, I have to let you go as a client because like this just is not working out. Um, because for me, it's like I had to think long term. I'm like, sure, they they pay, they're my highest paying client, but then at the same time, there's this toxic, you know, toxic vibe that I'm getting, and so I was like, I, I gotta let that go. So for me, that was a personal and business decision at the same time. Yeah. Um. So that's one example for me um, of you know letting letting someone go. Um, and then with the lunch break podcast, we've worked with, um, we've worked with different freelancers. And so there's been times where 
I didn't renew the contract. So it's not that I let them go. It's just I'm like, exactly. you know what? Yep. You know, you did a good job, but, you know, I have to move on. So. And that's okay. Um, and you, it, I feel like it's not, it's not terrible. It's not bad or awful or make you a bad business person unless, and this is my opinion, unless you don't give them at least their value, whether you agree with it or not, you know, say they did a really bad job, but they invested their time. It's like, you've got to pay the bill, you know, and sometimes you don't like that. Sometimes people don't may not like that, you know, with you, if something didn't work out on their end. Um, but that, I think that that's something that's really important is always having people earn their value. You know, yeah. like, like I said earlier, everyone, if there's a scenario, you know, everyone's going through their own stuff. So the least we can do as far as business goes is, compensate people for their time you know be compensated for our time and we should never feel badly about pushing for that you know sometimes you feel oh maybe i didn't do a great job they weren't happy i need to give them their money back or i need to give them you know half their money back and you still worked whether it worked out or not so i feel like there's a, a huge stance and another conversation on fees uh, when it comes to that but for the business part it's like just take care of it like cost of business i use that a lot um you know without having it be like too advantageous for anyone but it's it's important to at least do that because you know say you meet in the future or say they end up working for someone you want to work with or any of those scenarios that could happen um you know something i said earlier is to just always be kind and that that will come back to you in whatever way you put it out there right so that's just that's my personal opinion on that so yeah and i want to commend you for your delivery because i definitely feel like whether we're hiring someone firing someone taking on a client you know not renewing communication in our delivery is like very important um very important. and it seemed like yeah. it seemed like you really value relationships similar to how i value relationships yeah and it's like there's a reason you know, we get along so well <laughs> <laughs> you know empathy plays a huge role but also just like you said professionally communicating like listen but saying it in a way that someone could take it versus just like saying whatever you want to say however you want to say it. Sure. because like yeah those really because i've had situations where even if i'm not necessarily getting let go but just being in professional settings when i'm like they don't even have to say all that so right right definitely it's, sounds like a you're professional development thing that's a you know being hypersensitive to, I mean, as business owners, I think this society and our world has made us have to be hyper hypersensitive. Um, but there are moments where I'll be like, I'm sorry, I don't have a nicer way to say this, or I'm not able to explain this in a way that maybe, maybe sounds or maybe is easier digestible for you. But sometimes I just have to say it the way that I'm thinking it. And it may not come out nicely, um, but I'm like, hopefully you can understand that I'm saying these words, but I don't mean it this way. I just want you to hear what I'm saying so you can understand. And hopefully they know you well enough that they can. And that goes for anything. That goes for business, real life, anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so for our listeners, um, they can feel free to come up with areas like where do they feel business is personal, where they feel um, in certain situations, business is just strictly business. Think of different um, business decisions in your personal business and um, see how this uh, uh, play a role. Um, now that we've had that conversation, I do want to talk a little bit about your background. I do want to talk a little bit about 
um, freelancing and even the convergence um, core. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your background. So where did you start? Where did you start in your oh, journey? Man, I don't have enough, think we have enough time for the rest of the story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess in short, like, I mean, like I talked about earlier, you know, I went to college for business and in HR. I had an HR job when I was living in Florida for about four years. Loved working in, I worked in the home care industry um, in HR and that was great. I loved helping people. So I knew that I always wanted to do that. And, you know, ultimately I went to college for HR because they said that the salaries were good and, you know, 17, 18 years old, that's what you go for, um, yep. at least the way that you were raised. Um, and then, you know, once I was out on my own, realized that I could help people through marketing, I started doing that on the side. So I had a full-time HR job, started freelancing on the side with real estate agents, writing property descriptions, doing email campaigns. Then they asked me if I could do social media. I was like, sure, sure, sure. And I think that's the thing about being, becoming a freelancer. Um, whether you're actively deciding to do it or, you know, it's coming to you and you're like, oh, well, I'll just give it a shot. That's the glory of it, right? You can freelance and then you can not freelance. Then you can freelance part-time. You can go full-time. You can do whatever you want. Uh, so I love that part of it. Um, so I started there, worked part-time on the side, aside from a full-time marketing job after I moved back home for a while. Knew that I really loved marketing and I'm like, all right, I really enjoy doing this. I enjoy working for myself. I enjoy marketing. I feel like I can help people by doing this. So, so I took the leap um, and I chose to work with independent and small businesses. I did that for, so in total, I've done it for almost seven years now. Um, full-time, I've been doing it for about two so okay. that's kind of that's you know pretty much where i started where i ended up and then freelance business week happened because of my full-time freelancing and then from that my whole world blossomed <laughs> then 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 we get into everything else you know so freelance business week turned into co uh, convergence co-working and and then i the pandemic actually turned me into a coach so that's really <laughs> it's really just my life has been shaping me it's not i as much as i thought i knew what i wanted when i wanted it you know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Now with, with Convergence Co-Work, so you said it's in Hamburg, New York, right? Yes, correct. It's so Hamburg, Hamburg New is... York, 20 minutes south of the city. Uh, we are directly on Lake Erie, so we have a killer view. Can't wait to show you once everything's done. Um, and after yeah. the winter, because it's getting kind of cold now. But <laughs> we're, we're very excited. Pandemic obviously pulled us back a little bit more than we wanted. But um, in light of recent events, it's actually giving me more time to apply for grants. So I don't know if you've seen any of my progress on that. Um, but, you know, we've got more time, which is unfortunate, but at least we can utilize that time wisely. Wisely. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, now with the co-work, um, will it have offices or is it mainly just workspace? Like what's the design? So Where's as that you know, I mean, as you know, I came, I came to visit you at Metro. I, I've visited co-working spaces now in Rochester, Erie, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, New York. Um, I've not been to one in Boston, so that'll be exciting. Um, Austin. So I've been pretty much all over, like I try to get all over the country and, oh, in Florida, of course, I visited my first co-working space down in Naples, Florida, like eight Sweet. years ago. So that was, that was <laughs> crazy because I was like, I was blown away by the idea eight years ago. And now I'm like, oh, I have one now. This will be great. <laughs> um, life is crazy. But 
but yes, so we will have, it's, it's more of an intimate space. I kind of, I'm going for that, you know, lakeside cottage kind of vibe. You know, we will okay. have 49 coffee where the, my partners who I went to high school with um, have a coffee shop in Springville, which is a little more nice. here. And they're nice. going to be joining us. Um, it's really like a three-part building. So we have a high-end salon in the back. We'll have a coffee shop on the side. A salon the in the back? Yeah, what? a salon. She's, she's pre-existing. She's been there before. So she's happy to, to stay and have us join her. So that, I mean, that adds yes. to her, her value, which is great. Um, but our space itself, it'll have, you know, an int- well, socially distant, but also, you know, like an intimate co-working space, um, a conference room, private office, dedicated desks, but, you know, the works, what people are used to. It's not a huge space. It used to be an old house. So, you know, it's about 1,200 square feet. I mean, two of the rooms are going to be hopefully conference rooms, you know, so those are rentable, shareable, things like that. So the typical co-working model, but I feel like we will be unique in the sense where we'll have that very like low key freelance feel ultimately. I mean, with my network naturally, that's who I'm you know, marketing to first. So that makes sense. Um, But of course, you know, any remote workers, teachers, things like that, our geographic location gives us a really great opportunity with pretty much anyone, especially with the pandemic making, making it harder for people to get out of the house. Yeah. And then you said that um, uh, the pandemic made you a coach. So what is your, what do you offer there? What do you offer as a coach? Yeah. So that was unexpected. <laughs> you know, I used to, you know, I have a very good friend of mine. Her name is Stephanie. She does social media as well. And she's, you know, a social media manager, empowerment coach. And I'm like, that's so great. I love that you want to help people. Like, I love doing the work. I'm like, I love doing the legwork. I don't, I think I ever want to teach them how to do the work because I want to do the work. And here I am <laughs> teaching everyone how to do the work. Um, so again, you never really know what you want. So <laughs> it's, it's ever changing. So a lot of my clients were small business owners. So the pandemic, you know, that took them out and I got, I get that. And with that, to go back to our previous conversation, it wasn't personal. It wasn't personal that they couldn't work with me anymore. They were just home. They had the extra time. They didn't have the extra money. So they needed to make a business decision. And I, you know, unfortunately wasn't a part of that, but as I said too, it cleared the space for me to, to grow into something else, which, so with my experience in freelancing, I find myself repeating, a lot of the same things about how to get started. You know, do you start an LLC? Do you do this? How much, you know, who do I need on my side? Do I need an accountant? Do I need an attorney? All those basic questions. I was getting asked those a lot. And in light of COVID and the pandemic, people are like, I need to make money. How do I do it? Can I do it from home making decals? Can I make t-shirts? Can I make jewelry? Um, you know, can I make bandanas for dogs? <laughs> and if I want to do that, how do I do that as a business? People think, oh my gosh, that's way too fun. I can't make that a business. I'm like, actually you can. So there's just, there's a core, a core group of skills and th- tasks that you need to do to be successful starting out that I thought I would be able to offer. So I'm, I'm super happy to be able to do that. Um, I want to mention it here, even though I mentioned it earlier, you know, someone that you know, through Metro and found me on LinkedIn and we've connected and she's going to be working with me. So I'm super excited about that. I'm so gracious to you. Thank you. And (laughs) just in that, you know, so she went back and forth with freelance work full time and she wants to make a go of it. She's actually got a huge, um, head start. Honestly, she's got a couple of clients already. She's doing it. She's learning by doing it. 
but I feel like with her specifically, she wants to do it better and not have to take the extra time that, you know, maybe I did when I was, you know, making mistakes, but, you know, looking at different software, seeing how I wanted to build certain things, seeing how I wanted to word my agreements, uh, things like that, that I have the experience in that I can just walk them through. It's so simple because I've already learned the lesson. So I'm, right. I'm super grateful to be able to do that now. Again, never thought I could, I would be doing that. Um, but I'm so excited. It's, it's super exciting. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited for you because like you pivoted and lately on LinkedIn, um, whether it's a video or a text post, I've been talking like, you know, I've been telling just the community on LinkedIn in general and people in general, what are you going to do? Like it's almost what well, it's been seven months during this pandemic in March it'll be a year, you know, 2021 is right around the corner. And some people probably hesitate to pivot, you know, people probably hesitate to change or they might not want to necessarily do X, Y, Z, but remote work and pivoting right now, that's yeah. the way to go. Well, and that's and the thing. Everyone I just been so nudging people. I just been nudging people like pivot, pivot, like, yeah, just do uh, what you got to do. <laughs> the word pivot. I'm just like, oh my gosh, please. <laughs> Can we come up with a synonym, please? It's, I love the word and it makes a whole lot of sense. Just like you said, we've been hearing it for seven months. So it's like, <laughs> but it is, it's one of those things that people were very resistant to. And I actually, I wrote an article about it that we were so resistant to it that it held us back. And then the pandemic forced us into this mode, right? And I'm like, honestly, if I can pat myself on the back a little, I'm like, this is what I've been trying to tell you guys for a very long time is that this can be done remotely and they just didn't want to, or, you know, Buffalo or Western New York in general is a little slower, you know, say than New York or Austin or Miami, um, but not in a whole sense you know, because I feel like Buffalo is listening. So, you know, we're trying to get that message out there, whether it's myself, Freelance Business Week, the people who are involved, you, you know, our co-working alliance, you know, we've, we really, especially in the last six or seven months, come together to try to get that message out. And I think now that people don't or didn't really have a choice that their, their ears are, or they're, they're listening, they're more receptive than they were before, uh, because change is hard. You know, but if there's anyone that can teach other businesses how to change it's going to be the independent workers the small business owners and the freelancers because we don't have a choice if we don't change we don't make money we can't pay our bills you know exactly we don't have, we don't have anything else even though you're you know sometimes you're trying to build those additional streams of income it doesn't all come at once yeah it takes time it takes time well marie it's been a pleasure having you on um if some if people wanted to contact you or reach you how could they do so um, Instagram is always super fun. Uh, LinkedIn as well. So on Instagram, I'm just, I'm Marie Rochelle with an underscore at the end. I'm wearing a bright orange shirt. Can't really know. <laughs> uh, on both platforms. And then on LinkedIn, the same thing. So it's Marie Rochelle and my last name, Doman. So, but you share my stuff all the time. I'm sure if they're listening in on this, that they will be able to find me. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate awesome. that so much. You're the best. You're the best shout, shout out person I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure having you on, Marie, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lunch and Drink Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories on their lunch breaks. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rating, share on social media, and make sure you come back for more episodes on Season 4 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where business is perfect.
Universe.